We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to another Lock It Up with Kurtz podcast on KCSN. I am John Kurtz, joined by former Wildcat wide receiver Aaron Lockett. As we break down, uh, well, it was a bye week. K-State did not play this week, but they have a massive, massive game coming up against the Iowa State Cyclones this week. It, it feels to me really like the season is kind of at a crossroads. Both of these teams really need a win pretty badly after three and two starts with two losses to very tough competition. But Hey, it's a night game. The crowd is going to be great. That part I'm looking very much forward to with the evening kickoff on ESPN2. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Everybody definitely showed up for the Oklahoma game. I'm sure everyone's going to show up for Iowa State as well. And if you're going to be there, you've got all day to enjoy at the tailgate. Some 360 vodka from Holiday Distillery. Those guys do an awesome job, not only with their product, but helping everybody out here at KCSN and helping bring you this great content week in and week out. And whatever it is that you drink, they can help you out. If you are trying to have craft cocktails, if you want more big batch drinks, you want infusions, 360 Vodka can help you out. They've got your drink of choice covered. The only vodka responsible enough to carry the world on its shoulders. So get the 360 Vodka out early and often on Saturday, headed into K-State, Iowa State. So, Aaron, to me, it really feels like coming out of that Oklahoma game, and we we did break it down quite a bit last week, but – right frustrating there were certainly some points of optimism particularly the offense with Skylar Thompson but now we are sitting here it's like you can look at it two ways I feel like you can look at it and say well Skylar's back the offense looked way better he completed passes to eight receivers there's reason to feel like the rest of the season is going to be much better but on the other hand I can understand as a fan being antsy because K-State's lost seven straight big 12 games which is crazy to think about going back to last year and Will Howard at the end of the season so at some point, you do need to turn it into wins, right? Like K-State does need to, to put Ws on the board, right. and, and that obviously needs to start Saturday with Iowa State. It feels like the season could really go one direction or another based on what happens Saturday. Yeah, I think this is a pivotal game, right? I think we're in a really good spot for the sense that, you know, we've lost the two undefeated teams. And so when, when you think about that, then people kind of give you a grace period to say, okay, they lost Oklahoma State, didn't play as well, Skyler didn't play. Lost to OU in a very close game. Some controversial calls that kind of hurt us at the tail end of the game. But here, I will say that if we can pick it back up and start to put ourselves in a position of where we can start showcasing we belong in the Big 12, right? We, we fought so hard to keep the Big 12. It's time for us to start winning. I don't think I don't think people are really paying attention to last year as much. And so all of the games that we lost at the tail end, it's kind of like 
water under the bridge. Now we're 0-2 in the Big 12 this year. But if we can set some type of pace moving forward, I think people will realize that, okay, if you come out with, you know, two lost season, it's not as bad, right? But if you turn around and lose a third one to Iowa State, which people don't expect you to always lose based on who you're playing, um, that's an opportunity for us to still make a difference. So it seems like every game seems to be a pivotal game based on Kansas State's position. Yeah, because you can really make the case. I mean, who they played so far would be the top two teams in the league. I guess it yeah. depends on, you know, how you would rank Oklahoma State versus Texas. And, I mean, we'll find out this weekend. They're going to play each other. Um, but especially, I mean, looking at what Oklahoma did to come back and beat Texas, they may have some new life now with Caleb Williams if he's going to be their starting quarterback moving forward. And Oklahoma State, man, they just keep winning. They're creeping up there. They're just outside <laughs> the top ten. You played that game on the road. You played that game without Skyler Thompson. Yep. I did see, you know, Sagarin's uh, strength of schedule rankings at K-State is one of the top five toughest schedules in the country so far. And you've had to weather some of that without your starting quarterback. So there, there is yeah. plenty of reason to look at that and say, like, hey, it's been tough. Things are going to lighten up a bit. And now Skyler's healthier. And I think the other part of this, too, is is just he looked like a different quarterback on, on Saturday against Oklahoma, being forced to sit back in the pocket and um, utilize more of his receivers as opposed to taking off and running. So maybe that adds kind of a different dimension to the offense here. So that, you know, if we're going to paint the optimistic view of it here, that, that's right. really what it is. Yeah, and if you look at just Iowa State in general, once again, last year, you know, the 45-0 loss should be sitting as a bad feeling within the K-State players. And so that alone should be enough motivation to go out there and play well. But I think ultimately the goal is one game at a time. Like you said, we're getting better, right? It doesn't look like it based on losing the last two games, but independently from the from a team's perspective, confidence is being gained. You're starting to see more plays from more players. Like I said, thoroughly impressed by the way Weber played last week, right? Anxious to see him play more because he's a solid receiver. He reminds me a lot of Curry when Curry played. And so now if we can give him more opportunities, that should open up for Malik Knowles a little bit. It should open up for Phillip Brooks which then will open up for Deuce, and then the ball starts rolling there. And so I don't expect to see Skyler running a lot. I think he's getting comfortable in the pocket. Um, nice arm, smart decision, uh, senior type guy. And so I expect this to play well. If we go out there and don't play up to our expectations, then the questions should start to come in around, are we not grasping the offense and defense and what we're supposed to do? And do we not have the caliber of players? Those are the questions that will start to come because it's all shaped up now where you've played tough competition. We've seen some high points. We know that we have the talent, but can we put it all together consistently? And so that's what this weekend will show. You know, I'm curious. You touched on something there that I want to get your opinion on because we we were just talking to the players today, and there were certainly a lot of questions asked about last year, losing 45 to nothing to Iowa State. In fairness, in a game in which K-State had only two scholarship linebackers because of COVID, they had players that had transferred before that game. Obviously, Skyler was still out. They were just... And they could they barely had enough to go actually play the game. And I think that was right. one of those games after the season Chris Lyman kind of referred to where like if they wanted to push it and try and push that game off, they probably could have, but they opted to go play it anyway. It was a rough day. I mean, if you're a player, like back when you were playing, like how, how much do you actually look back at the game from last year if you did lose and try and use that as motivation versus just saying, like, hey, this is a different year. Let's let's just move on and do our thing. It's in the back of your head. It's not it's not the, the, the main thing you think about, but if there's a lot of returning players on your team and enough returning players on their teams and there's similar matchups, then that kind of fuels the fire a little bit more. And so if I was to think about it when I played, when I would see Eric Crouch again at the quarterback, then I would be like, okay, 
Last year, he gave us the business run of the option. And he went for 80 on us. And so we played him again. And so that kind of sits in your brain a little bit because you can remember it more. And so the fact that Brees Hall is coming back, um, that should sit in their minds like, okay, he ran through us a little bit. Once again, Brees is probably a top two round guy, right? And so you know there's going to be opportunities to showcase the skills you have. And so guys need to start thinking about how do we step up and play to this caliber um, of an offense defensively. And so those are things that should push you independently around trying to play your best football as possible. Yeah, and that, that to me is going to be so paramount, shutting down Brees, because I Brock Purdy is certainly prone to turnovers. I think he's been disappointing this year. I would much rather have him be the guy that's trying to beat you than, than Brees. And there is kind of a pride element to that too, because, yeah. I mean, he did. He totally ran over K-State last year. He's a guy that certainly can do that. He hasn't been quite as dynamic this year, and it just feels like Iowa State hasn't been clicking quite on all cylinders Right. Yet, like you really expected them to with virtually everybody back from last year. But, man, they've got some matchup problems. And the thing that I would worry about, I think, from a defensive perspective, as far as K-State is concerned, is is just the tackling. I mean, I've heard Chris Kleiman say it over and over again now. Today, last week, like, ta- we have to tackle better. We have yeah. to tackle better. Uh, we have to get off blocks. It was get off blocks and tackling, and that that's really been the focus for the defense. And another interesting thing that he said, too, and I know you were an offensive guy, Aaron, but I, I'm sure you know enough about what goes on with defenses. He also kind of said we may need to, for lack of a better term, like dumb down the defense a little bit, simplify some things, make make sure that guys aren't thinking too much. And, it, it you know, looking back at the Oklahoma game, that kind of clicked to me where I was like, okay, I, I can see what he's talking about with what that yeah. actually looked like um, with guys out there on the field, that, that that could be something that's there. How, how much do you think that could potentially help if they go that route? You know, I mean – it could help, you know, hey, you got this man, that's it. You follow him around and and you play man-to-man, you're responsible for whatever he does. I can see that a little bit. Um, they still are heavy in that rotation. We always wondered early in the year, was that rotation going to stand after the Stanford game? And it seems to be pretty consistent. They still shift in packages back and forth. And so I think from a player standpoint, sometimes it's hard to get a flow of the game. If you if you get beat on a certain route or you come only come in on certain situations and that puts you at a disadvantage sometime and you can't utilize all of your skills. And so I, I was one of those players that always wanted to be out there, whether it was third and one or third and 55. I wanted to be out there and have opportunity to make a play. And so defensively, it's time for those guys to step up and somebody take over the game. Right. I, I think we've seen it um, from a defensive standpoint around defense uh, from our defensive end. He had two, three sacks, you know, two, two games ago. It's that type of defense where we get a stud to step up and just take over the game. And so I'm looking for that type of play where we get turnovers, right? Not PBUs, but real turnovers, interceptions, things that actually shift the game and change the momentum, right? And so I like the fact that we continue to have strong special teams play. That's big, but we need turnovers on defense. And then we need to hit some big plays on offense. And so I really want to see us come out and dominate. That's the one thing I'm looking for. I'm not just looking for a win. I think you need to dominate to get some people's confidence behind you because after the OU game, people are on the fence, right? We played really well. Are we that good? And so this is one of those games because it's the next game to say, ah, they are better than what I thought they are. I knew they played well against Oklahoma, but did you see them play against Iowa State? And so it's that tipping point in the season. But if you come here and lose, and if you lose, you know, 32 to 12 or something like that, and people are going to write K-State off, you're going to be spending the rest of the year just trying to get back in the conversation. Yeah, I think I think you're right. On the fence is a really good way to describe where where I think a lot of the fans are right now, trying to be cautiously optimistic about what's going on. Yeah. You also brought up, I mean, Felix Anadike Uzama, he 
at least was going into last week leading the Big 12 in sacks. I'm not sure if that changed with this past weekend's games with K-State not playing. But they do need some more playmakers yeah. out there defensively right now, frankly. And and one thing that, again, struck me as very pertinent, very important from Chris Kleiman this week was him talking about the impact of Khalid Duke. And we talked about it when it happened. Ah, that's right. He, he went down against Nevada. It was Nevada. Um, when he got hurt. And at the time, I think we all knew it was a big deal. I mean, he is another one of those guys that's an explosive playmaker like Anadike Uzama. Yeah. And also the other part of it is like they, Kleiman was basically saying today, hey, when we retooled the defense and we did the three down front and went three, three, five, a lot of that was because we had Duke who could be this like hybrid defensive end outside linebacker and his skill set right. was kind of what we built around. And so we've had to take some time to, adjust to that and hopefully that's where the bye week can be really advantageous but um you know i mean i can understand how that would be something that really does hold you back as a defense if you're trying to on the fly without any kind of break adjust to losing somebody that would be that important because they don't and climbing basically admitted this like they don't have anybody ready to go who has yeah. his kind of skill set right now yeah i think that's always been one of k-state's nemesis is depth right we we've never had you know, the, the two deep roster to where the, the next guy comes in and we feel just as confident as guy number one, not in all positions, right? You have a couple of positions like running back, extremely comfortable there, right? Obviously Deuce is, is the, the main horse and Deuce gets it done at a high level, but, um, you know, we've got guys behind Deuce that we feel comfortable with. If they needed to take over, we're not worried about that. Re receiver wise, not extremely deep there, right? We've probably got four guys we can go to between Landry, Howe, Brooks, and Knowles, that's probably the, the crop right there. And so if you start thinking about defensively, um, you know, you talked about the three three five. We've seen a lot of DBs out there. Um, I'm impressed with Dennison. He doesn't play a ton, um, but obviously he finds himself around the ball. I think uh, I was I was glad to see Julius Brent finally get his interception. He finally showed that 6'4 length and stepped up. I saw a lot of the guys had casts on their hands. And so, you know, whether it's Reggie or Julius coming off of injuries, they weren't able to play at their full strength. So hopefully this week, break gave them an opportunity to get a little bit more healthy and put them in positions where they can be more successful. But I want to see us take chances. Like I want to get away from the conservative, like, you know, just make the play 10 yards down the field. I want to see us die for the ball, go for it. Um, see if we can get that pick and interceptions because ultimately I think we have the talent. Obviously we have the coach and Van Malone's ex player. He's been there. He knows what, what to do. I just want to see it come all together. But when I talk about guys making, you know, the play, to me, like I said, um, Knowles, the last two games, with the kickoff return, those are big plays, like game-changing plays, regardless of when it happens. Landry's OU game was game-changing plays every time that he caught the ball. And so I'm looking for that type of momentum um, from guys to step up. And if we can get that, I think we'll be not only be competitive, but really got a chance to come out with a big-time a big win. Yeah, which can be tough against Iowa State. They're a defense that doesn't give up a ton of those big plays, but they have been susceptible to it in special teams. That's basically why they lost – the Baylor game, they outgained Baylor by almost 200 yards, but they gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown, and bam, yeah. you lose a two-point game in, in Waco. I also want to touch on, I mean, you brought up the injuries. K-State is kind of banged up on defense. Yeah. Julius Brantz keeps having this issue with a finger. Um, you know, you're referring to that, and, and he's had to, like, kind of cast that up. Reggie Stubblefield the same way. Uh, it does sound like he's going to be okay, Kleiman said uh, today. And then Bronson Massey, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to play, so – all of a sudden you're getting more thin at defensive end without Duke, without Massey. Um, probably means more Nate Matlack. Probably means more Spencer Trussell that you'll see them out there on Saturday. But, hey, the bye week is a time to rest up, get some R&R. &R, and I do think it comes at a good time for K-State as far as that is concerned because of some of what we're talking about there with just being so 
still beat up and probably some physically and mentally after a two-game losing streak as well. What, yeah. what can you get primarily accomplished during the bye week? I think everybody looks at it and says, obviously, you get rest. But, you know, truly, what, what is happening during a bye week that can be advantageous? So, so during the bye week, it's, it's like you said, you get your R&R, but it's a, time, it's a time to sit back and, you know, evaluate the first, you know, um, four games and say, okay, what did I do right individually? What did I do wrong? But you really get two weeks to prepare for Iowa State. And so Iowa State shouldn't come, shouldn't bring anything to the table that you're not aware of, right? So you get to look at film from this year, a little bit of last year, just to make sure that there's not a wrinkle or two in there. But you should be fully prepared for anything that Iowa State is ready to throw out for you. And then physically, and outside of any nagging injuries, you should be ready to go. Like you had a week to watch football, relax, get your mind right, talk to everybody back home. Like now it's time to go play ball again. And so I think they should be itching to make a play. But midway through the season almost, it's, it's time for guys that we expected to step up to step up and do it consistently and know that we they can be that home run hitter or that be, big defensive stopper. Because if we can get some man-to-man coverage on the outside, then you could blitz a little bit more. And I want to see us bring a little bit more pressure. I want to see Jay Matt get up towards the line of scrimmage. Like, let him use that aggression and see if we can get to the quarterback and trust, trust you guys on the back end, right? If they give up a, a deep ball, now you know who you got to go to. But for the most part, Give them a chance. See what they can do. You know, the other thing I always wonder about with the buy or that I hear about is they talk about like young guys getting reps, you know, and being able to use some of the younger players. And hopefully that can help you out both for the future and this year. You know, if there's a young guy that can really step up and pop, was it was it that way with with Coach Snyder when you were playing like th- during the bye week? If you're at, say, when you were in your true freshman year, did you get more of an opportunity for reps as as perhaps some of the older guys are resting a little bit? Not with the anticipation of playing. You got you yeah. got more reps just so you can give the senior guys some rest. Um, I, I mean, they should know, you know, who, who's getting on the field, right? I, I mean, if, if you didn't get on the field in the first four games um, at a high capacity, then the, then the probability of you getting out there towards the end of the season is going to be slim to none. Um, I think we've seen the crop of guys that we're going to have to believe in and trust. And so – yeah, you know, doing a bye week, they, they threw a couple of wrinkles out there and let some of the younger guys get some exposure at practice. But um, unless somebody just steps up and, and make big plays consistently, um, tell you right now, I'm a fan of Garber. I just, just yeah. from seeing that one play, right? Just using the speed, the size, being able to track the ball, make a big play against a team like that, give him another chance. See if he can go deep again. You've got to start using guys with the, with the talent they have and seeing if they can really live up to the moment. And you don't know it until you put them out there. Yeah, and generally, I mean, good things, you know, they've only really thrown the ball, I think, three times this year to Keenan Garber, but good things have happened. They've gotten a pass interference pass penalty interference, way down yeah. the field. Yeah, I mean, like, he does have that speed to kind of take the top off the defense, so to speak, that they they don't really have anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm 100% for it. I think that was one of the really positive signs from the Oklahoma game that we did finally see him get involved. Now, I know you, you brought up Skyler a little bit and – running around whether or not he should be doing that uh, just to provide an update there. We, we spoke to him today um, and he said that he was feeling better. I think he's still going to be wearing the brace probably for the rest of the year and, and have some element of like a nagging injury, but, but that it is getting better with rest and he feels more confident running the football now. Uh, but my question is, I, do you want him doing that at all? I mean, it, it seemed like really the best version of Skyler throwing for over 300 yards against Oklahoma and having to sit back in the pocket I mean, I kind of look at it right now, and I'm like, I hope that was sort of a lesson to be like, hey, man, like th- this actually could be right. a better version of Skyler and save him, by the way, because that's the other thing. We know now just exactly how important he is to this offense. We've seen that well illustrated over the last two years. So, like, 
save some hits on your body. And if it's going to be the different, like if the decision is dump it down to Deuce or Skyler takes off and runs, I mean, no offense, Skyler's got great athleticism, but like, man, just let Deuce take the hit and, and let him get the opportunity there to go try and make somebody miss. From from a player standpoint, like that's, that's a, a mental hurdle he's going to have to overcome. And I'm not sure it's going to happen this year, just to be about as honest as I can be. He's, I think he knows the importance he has to this team. He's, he's taken enough hits. He's been injured enough. The last thing he wants to do is put himself in harm's way. And so I think his game is going to change. I think it has to change. Um, I just don't think the confidence will be there to run consistently. Um, and, and because of that, that's okay because he has other elements of his game that he can utilize. And so, you know, for guys that are coming off injury, um, whether it's a concussion, everything, it's just like when you're in an accident in a car, right? The next time a car gets close to you, you're a little bit more hesitant. You're yeah. a defensive driver, and so you're paying attention. And so just watching that OU game, and obviously that was his first game back, but, you know, there was this hesitation there. And he he made the right play by figuring out who was who was let out, was there a safety valve. And so I think that's the element of his game that he's going to continue to increase. Um, I don't see him running a lot uh, towards the tail end of the season. I, I just I just don't. Um, and if he does, he's quick to get out of bounds or slide, right? I, I just don't see him taking those hits. Um, and, and rightfully so. I think it's a smart move. Well, Iowa State being the opponent, um, you know, may, maybe you do have to run a little bit, but I would hope that they can still throw the ball on Iowa State some. I think they do have a pretty salty defense um, this year. I don't think that's been a, a huge element of the problem when Iowa State's had issues has been offensively. But, you know, we talk about kind of tough to read, like what K-State is right now, how much optimism should there be. I actually think Iowa State fits into the same sort of category because – they're three and two and they had the sky high expectations this year. That's obviously right. a huge part of this is everybody thought they might be like fringe college football playoff. Good. Well, they lost two <laughs> games, but the two losses have been to, I mean, Iowa, who's the number two team in the country right now. Yep. Um, and then the other one is to Baylor who's five and one and they lost by two on the road when they outgained them by almost 200 yards. So the losses are not as bad as it might look just seeing them at three and two. And so I, I kind of look at this game. Like I, I feel like both teams are in a similar spot where I don't you know as badly as K-State feels like they need this. Iowa state is going to feel the same way. And I'm not sure exactly that I have a great grasp on what the cyclones are. right now. Yeah. What I can tell you about the cyclones, you've got Brock Purdy, who's, who's a veteran right now, obviously he's prone to making mistakes, but if they can just turn around and hand the ball to Brees Hall and he can get yards, that's going to give them confidence. And so they're going to be methodical down the field. And so we have to be really attentive to the run game and make sure that we can stop the run game, which is going to be our biggest concern because, um, once again, he's a top-tier back, had a, a field day on us last year. And so we've got to, we've got to make that our, our main point. And I want to see them start forcing guys to throw the ball over the top, right? Brock Purdy is not Spencer Rattler. You know, he, he's not a guy that, that's going to scare you um, throwing the ball down the field with his arm, but he he will make the right decision and he can run. And so those are just some of the things that we need to do to, uh, to contain him. But for the most part, um, we've got to stop the run game because they'll extend drives, move the chains, time of possession, and then we'll find ourselves getting out of our, our comfort zone and having to throw the ball deep if we have to play the comeback game. I think it's interesting to take a look at the rivalry right now that's kind of developed between the two. You have two very similar schools in terms of just being like land grant agriculture schools, like right. cultures within the football program, especially now that Iowa state is actually winning some games, which wasn't uh, happening for a while there, but 
I'd have to imagine that's weird for you because, I mean, back in the days when you were playing, like, I mean, you guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys crushed them. Like, that was not an important game on the schedule at all. Oh. I would imagine, like, you look at it now, like, man, what what is it? Like, Iowa State's a rival? Iowa State was a cupcake game. It was a, yeah. a 45-0 K-State to Iowa game. It was like, do we have to go to Ames? Like, it's going to be so yeah. cold and boring up there. It was, it was a different type of mentality associated with that. Um, but Baylor was the same way. Um, you know, back then, Texas Tech was a little bit more of a rivalry. Um, but obviously, the Oklahoma States and the OUs were always there. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see how, you know, one or two players can shift it. They have a really good coach yeah. at, at Iowa State. And so we've got to make sure. And how do you do this? I don't know. But don't get out coached. Right. Yeah. And so you've got to make sure that we continue to be. I like us being aggressive, but, you know, it's the difference between aggressive and like, oh, man, why did you do that? You know, and so we've been pretty consistent with the way that we've played games. Um, but I think that confidence level rises with Skyler. You know, obviously, in the OU game, we went forward a couple of times on fourth down. Um, great plays that we ran. Um, you know, Daniel Matabebe caught the one up the middle. Um, we almost hit uh, Weber on the deep end. Uh, just those type of plays have put us in positions where guys understood you know, the play that needed to be made and they made the play and, and Skyler had the confidence to do it. And so I think with Skyler, he opens up the playbook. And so I'm excited to see him playing because the games that he's played, we have different level of confidence. We've always been in the games. And so we've always said, like I said, at the beginning of the year, Skyler is going to be the key to how much success we have as an organization, as a football team. And obviously that's held true. And so now that he's coming off a, a bye week and a little bit more injury free, uh, he's got some experience. He's coming off of, you know, a game where he played extremely well. I'm anxious to see what this looks like again for Skyler. I think the good news on the coaching front would be in 2019, I think Chris Kleiman absolutely outcoached in a game that, you know, vaulted K-State ahead of Iowa State in the Big 12 standings. They finished eight and four. Iowa State finished seven and five, um, a, a game in which K-State had a special team score, right? And that was a huge part of the game. They utilized like freshman Jacardier right in that game. They had to dip pretty deep into into the bag of tricks, I think, really to win that game against Iowa State. And last year, look, I mean, this is looking at it through purple glasses, but um, it, yeah, I think you can write it off somewhat to just like they their personnel issues were so screwed up by that point in the season in 2020, and they were playing a team that was extremely confident in Iowa State. So I it, let's just wipe the slate, slate clean, right? Like one, <laughs> one and one, Matt Campbell versus Chris Kleiman. Kleiman got him once. Campbell yep. probably got him last year. Um, so I don't know that it's like this giant coaching mismatch. And that's, I say that having a lot of respect for Matt Campbell too. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, uh, like I said, I, I know that, that Campbell gets a lot more notoriety than Kleiman, but Kleiman obviously has showed that he understands what it takes to win. He's won the big games over and over and over. And so extremely confident in that and happy that he's on our side. Um, but you put Skyler and Kleiman together, I'll go up against anybody. I mean, that's just how I feel about Kansas State. Um, and it's not so much being a homer. It's the fact that they're really talented when those two are together. And so if you look at the games, we've always been in it. We've always had big plays. There's always been one moment where we're like, mm, if that didn't happen, and I understand that's part of the game, but I think going into this game, continue to feed Deuce. Let Deuce just ride his train. He's, he's creating his own wave. Special talent, right? Um, I don't think he's compared to anybody. I think he's just one of his own. Um, and he's getting better. Like, like he, he's durable. He's hitting the middle. He's catching on the outside. He's getting an end zone. 
Um, he's just that type of guy. And so until he shows that he can't handle it, ride him till he can't handle it anymore. Yep. Yep. It's got to be in action. Help pull some of the defense back, give him some more running lanes. I don't think you're going to oh, yeah. remember what happened at, at Oklahoma State anymore the rest of the year, as long as Skyler does stay healthy. Well, it, it should be a fun one on Saturday, man. Again, you got the evening kickoff. Everybody will be there ready to go. The atmosphere against Oklahoma was as good as I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. I think this is going to be very similar, especially with, again, how this has turned into a rivalry and everybody really cares about it. So get the 360 vodka from Holiday Distillery ready for your tailgate. Enjoy the game between K-State and Iowa State. Certainly, uh, I will be uh, being there in attendance. Aaron, not sure about you. Are you going to be there uh, this time around for the Iowa State I'm- I will not. I will. I will have to watch this one from the house. But soon, uh, towards Halloween, I'll be going to see um, K State play that game. So I will be back soon. But I will be rooting from the house. Um, obviously, watching it from the house, I get to see all of the plays. So I expect yeah. my analysis to be a little bit more in depth next week. Um, but you know what? We need to get a Big Twelve win. <laughs> That's what we need to focus right. on. And so, conference is here to stay. Let's let's show the people that we belong, and let's go get a win. Yes, sir. I like it. All right. Time for the Cats to go get a dub this weekend against Iowa State. We will talk to you next week, hopefully after a Wildcat victory, right here on the Lock It Up with Church podcast on KCSN. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.